Blog Talk Radio. to do logistics, all of that, do you feel 
years of not having this happen that now you stand a better chance of success once it is happening? Well, now there's so many uh, variables that I didn't consider. So it's it's definitely a learning curve uh, trying this. And so, as I said, I've had a lot of support from uh, Damian Michael Cole and from John Barker. So they've been they've been great to help me out with that. But I, you know, I kind of I, I knew going into it what I wanted to do. We're treating it as a fair show where it is non wrestling fans, except for the uh, fine uh, listeners to Turnbuckle Turmoil that are going to come out to watch it, but it's it's mainly going to be geared towards non-wrestling fans uh, to kind of give them an intro to uh, pro wrestling. Got it kind of set up with a uh, beginning, middle, and end act, uh, so uh, it should be a lot of fun, and uh, so wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans will have a great time that night. Now, I know you wouldn't necessarily consider yourself a promoter, but this is promoting an event. And a lot of people, even with the help of far more experienced people in the business, don't necessarily understand everything that goes into promoting an event. It's more than just calling a few wrestlers and showing up with the ring and letting them do what they do. There's a lot of intricate work that goes into these events. What to this point has surprised you the most that you wouldn't have necessarily expected being a thing as you entered it? Uh, just the, the cost of uh, being able to insure the event. I was, I was shocked when I uh, called up someone that had experience insuring wrestling events and they gave me a number and I was just shocked at how much it was. Um, you know, so when, when you see that uh, a crowd only drew a hundred people, but you got to keep in mind that they might've been paying multiple hundreds of dollars just to insure that event. So those promoters are, are really going out uh, on a limb whenever they do an event. So Luckily, with my event, it's through the school, so they already have insurance on the building and everything, so we, we'll be fine with that. But in doing the research, I, I was shocked at some of the costs of, of, hire, of, of running a, a professional wrestling event. Of course, uh, I, I, everyone at my event will be getting paid, and uh, even though it's a fundraiser, the, all the workers will be getting paid, and hopefully all of our uh, listeners today will uh, come out and buy some merchandise from, from our fine folks as well. Absolutely. On the day that we are in right now, a lot of times ticket sales, even though they can be a great help as far as revenue stream, it is usually not the sole revenue stream at a wrestling show. And oftentimes promoters as well as the wrestlers rely on the other streams of revenue, things like merchandise and sponsorships and all the outside revenue streams, um, concessions even, that fans don't necessarily think of as helping a show actually thrive and make money. Do you have any of the outside revenue streams going that you can make money on the show that's not coming directly from a sold ticket? Yeah, luckily we have the infrastructure already in place through the high school that they've got the concession stands. 
Um, so uh, they are uh, going to be uh, manning those. So that's going to be another fundraising stream for them. Uh, we have sought out some sponsors, and we are also doing where, uh, like you did for uh, Turnbuckle Turmoil, donating uh, some money through our website where if you want to sponsor, uh, not even – you know, just to purchase kit, uh, tickets for kids that wouldn't be able to afford it. We don't want to turn anybody away, but we're also doing that to, to make money for the school, for the athletic department. So uh, we do have those streams available, too. I believe that the school is seeking out some uh, some uh, sponsorships as well. It's, it's kind of weird because it, it is I am running the show, but I have to fall within certain guidelines of uh since it is a school sponsored event so you know i wouldn't be able to go out you know i'm sure some some great folks in the pro wrestling business have had sponsorships from vape companies and and or you know liquor distributors that sort of thing uh with with being a high school event uh we can't seek those sorts of things so we we are you know seeking out pizza sponsorships uh, ice cream shops you know, that sort of thing. So we, we are seeking those things out. So if any of your great fans, uh, any of your great listeners want to hit me up on social media to uh, sponsor any of, uh, help sponsor this event, I'd be more than happy to listen to them. Uh, are you familiar with Jeremy Foltz? Yes, yes. He's he's done a great sponsorship for this event where he's buying uh, all the workers pizza. So, you know, uh, just, just little things like that really help out and make uh, – make this such a much more positive experience than uh, I was expecting. Now, as far as sponsorships go, traditionally speaking, it has oftentimes been hard to get sponsors for professional wrestling events because a lot of times the sponsors have a stigma uh, when it comes to pro wrestling and they don't want to associate with it necessarily uh, sometimes because independent wrestling isn't what is on television and isn't the big companies sponsors will shy away because they don't feel it's worth the effort on a small show like that you being a one-off for now event do you have difficulty when it comes to finding sponsors have you had uh, people turn you away and not want to be part of it, or did it take time and effort to get the sponsors you do have? Yeah, it's it's difficult with without having a proven track record uh, to be able to do those things. Uh, luckily, I've got the great uh, working with the school, and it's it's the number one charter school in Indiana for uh, academics, so they've got a sterling reputation already. So. They've also got some of that built-in infrastructure since they have sponsorships for uh, different, uh, you know, their soccer team, their volleyball team, that sort of thing. So some of those folks are helping out with that as well. So so it's it, luckily we, we've already got that going with built-in with the school. But, you know, we've got, a, we've got a show that their sponsorship money was worth it. We've got to draw a lot of fans. We've got to live up to our promises of uh, – certain matches being sponsored by different people, making sure that the uh, ring announcer uh, is uh, going over those things in the matches so that way the fans do hear those things and the sponsors are happy that we've done that. 
Now, from my understanding, you have a high-quality ring announcer, so I don't think you'll have any effort <laughs> wasted in that regard. Well, we got lucky. We got lucky that this guy was available. Uh, he's got about eight years' experience, uh, uh, mainly in Indiana, so uh, we're, we're very lucky that he's he's available to help us out that night. I think so. I know he has to turn down a lot of things because he's a busy, busy man, so <laughs> you're very lucky you got him. Well, and and so uh, you know, I I will be the the ring announcer, but we might have a special game ring announcer uh, for one of the matches. So I'm excited about that. But you'll have to uh, come to the show to find out who that would be. Is it me? I don't think so. It could be. Oh though. man, I was. I thought maybe it was me there for a second. Um, when Dick the Bruiser took over Indiana, he had the commission abolished, so Indiana is not a commission-regulated state unlike a lot of the states in the country. When you are putting this together, do you think that a show like this where you're not a standard promoter where you're planning on running several events a year and you're not uh, running it as a business per se to uh, be a moneymaker for you. Do you think that not having a commission has helped you in the efforts for the show or do you think that things may have been easier with a commission to sort of put a guideline of what can be and cannot be done at the show as like a, a template for you. Um, I, you know, I've, I've not heard anything good about wrestling commissions. So I, I, I think that would be a negative effect on, on me being able to run this show. Um, luckily though, you know, running at a high school gym and for a high school, we've got those stringent regulations put, put in place anyway. So uh, we're, I'm not too worried about any of that, but, if we were to have to take, you know, all the ticket sales and don't, and, you know, give half of it to the commission, it, it wouldn't be a worthwhile venture, I don't think. I agree with you there, and in some states, and I'm not going to throw the state of Washington under the bus on this program, but you would have had to shell out a good thousand dollars for an ambulance to be on standby for the event. So. Yeah, and, go to the uh, I've heard uh, Missouri has a really stringent uh, commission as well, and so I'm, I'm I'm glad that here in in good old Indiana we don't have to worry about that. You should thank the estate of Dick the Bruiser because it was Dick the Bruiser that had his mother abolish the commission decades ago. Well, the closest I would have to communication would be to. Uh, Good old Scott Romer, so I'll, I'll let him know that uh, we appreciate that. He's around. He is. Now, speaking of Scott Romer, the fans of this show know that he is one of the top photographers when it comes to not only wrestling but various other types of events. Most promoters want to have photographers and videographers in place to capture the moment of the event for not only advertising future events, but also just for their own personal 
memorabilia so they can remember the event. Have you looked into having photographers and videographers and things of that nature, even though this is, at the moment, a one-off event? Well, actually, we've got uh, the school's photography uh, classes involved in it. So uh, we're going to have it documented through uh, through high school students. So that's that's very exciting for us. I did invite so Scott the... Rome, but unfortunately he'll, he'll be in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio that evening. So uh, uh, he, he was one of the people that I invited, but unfortunately he had already had previous plans. So, yeah, we've got some awesome high school photographers that will be uh, joining us. So it'll be a lot of fun. You get the pictures, they get credit in school. That's a win-win situation right there. Yeah, it is. It's it's awesome. Oh, I know you've had help with DC and some of the other promoters, so it's not like you are starting from ground zero, and of course you've been around for eight years, so it's different in your situation, but most people that promote their first ever event, it takes a while for them to go through the scouting process of finding talent and also the venues. I know in your situation it's different because it was a fundraiser for the school, so you had access to the school gym. But when you very first conceived of putting on an event, what was your scouting like as far as looking for talent, maybe coming up with alternate venues, things of that nature? Well, for talent, I, I definitely wanted to uh, have a, uh, a strong, uh, good guy that the uh, fans could cheer for, and I wanted to have a uh, devious bad guy that the uh, fans would instantly hate without having to, you know, develop storylines uh, months and months in advance. Because, you know, these are going to be a lot of non-wrestling fans. And even if they are wrestling fans, this is the first uh, time we've ever run. So uh, I definitely wanted to get the person in uh, my area that is easiest to hate. And so uh, Jeremy Hadley was one of the first people that I uh, contacted to uh, to come in. And uh, with the help of John Barker, putting the uh, he's allowing us to have his Wrestle Arts uh, Grand Champion uh, defend his title that night. So we've got uh, one of my favorite good guys in the area, Apollo Star, the timeless technician. So we, you know, even though it is our first event, we'll have a championship match on the line, and it'll be pretty easy to get people to uh, root for Apollo and to boo uh, Jeremy Hadley. So th- those were two of the first pieces that I put into place. Fortunately, I was I was trying to get uh, Drew Skills to be able to uh, to join us that evening because he's been one of my uh, uh, favorite people to work with here in Indiana. But unfortunately, he will be in uh, Ohio that night. He's going to be tagging with uh, Ming and the Barbarian. He's going to be the third face of fear that night. So I couldn't entice him to come to Heron Heat. But uh, we've got uh, Cassius Star, Apollo's son, who's an up-and-comer here. And he will be taking on another person that is very easy to hate, Dylan Cole. He's a menace. Um, so it's two second-generation stars uh, that are up and coming that uh, will be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and I just kind of hit up some, some folks that I've, I've, I've always enjoyed. 
and I don't think that it's their characters are too complicated that people won't get it on the first shot. So uh, I've got an awesome uh, – T, uh, not TJ Kemp, but Sean Kemp. Uh, he'll be taking on a uh, new guy to the scene in Indiana that's making some huge waves, Cavron Canyon. Um, so those two will be going at it. And I've got the 8-Bit Punks, uh, which is uh, Damian Cole and – uh, Aaron Abrams, and they're going to be taking on some of their students from the New Era Academy. And uh, a guy that I've always really enjoyed, and I, I think that he needs to get more recognition out and about in the state of Indiana, but uh, Anthony Lee, and he's going to be taking on one of his students, Ashton Adonis, who uh, seems like kind of a big creep, so it'll be easy for the for the fans to dislike them, like him as well. I, from afar, will be cheering for Apollo Star and Boone Jeremy Hadley, so I think you are on to something there. I, there he's really, it's really easy to cheer for Apollo, and it's really easy to boo Jeremy Hadley. I mean, that guy walks in a room, and you want to punch him. I never have, but I was tempted a couple of times in different locker rooms over the years. I'm sure. And like you've been telling us, it's going to be a different type of crowd in all likelihood, uh, even if a lot of wrestling fans attend. It's at this point a one-off, but that means you've had no build, you've had no uh, stories in place, uh, the fans may not be educated on everyone on your roster going into it, and there won't be any room for afterwards for this particular event and when you go into a show like this do you have any plans in place be it uh, YouTube videos or through the programs you might sell or anything like that as far as sort of a way to educate the people coming into the event cold well, uh, Jeremy Hadley has done a promotional video where he's talked about how he's going to take the title off of uh, off of uh, Apollo Star. But at the beginning of the of the event, we're going to have uh, some things going on, some some promotional materials that uh, will kind of show the uh, the fans in attendance who Jeremy Hadley is, who Dylan Cole is, who Cash Star is, who Apollo Star is. So that way, they can kind of get a feel for the characters, so they know. Who they want, who they should cheer for, and who they should boo. So not not printed materials, but we'll be doing some in-ring stuff that will uh, help educate uh, the uh, the fans once they get into the building. But enticing the fans into the building, yes. Uh, Hadley has done a promotional video. We've been doing a lot of uh, flyering, and uh, we're going to be doing some pass outs at the school to be able to uh, to get as many families in as we can to have a great time. If, if anybody is listening to this and they do want to uh, buy a ticket or would like to donate to help uh, get some kids into the door that might not be able to afford it, it is tinyurl.com slash Heron Heat. And that's H-E-R-R-O-N Heat. Heron Heat. So it should be a great time for all. Obviously... Being at a school, like you just said, there are going to be families there. Oftentimes, wrestling shows 
take a turn and they aren't necessarily fully family entertainment and a lot of times wrestlers get into routines and those routines aren't necessarily cohesive to family entertainment uh, although most wrestlers can flip a switch and adapt to the situation do you have a template in place from the school as far as things that they wish not to have happen during the course of your event? No, uh, I haven't been given anything because they're not wrestling experts, but I, I did let them all know that uh, I've run, uh, I've announced shows and I've worked at shows that are in churches and we would treat it like, like the same as we would a, a church event where, uh, you know, not even stepping up to the line of what can be considered uh, non-family friendly. Everything's going to be completely family friendly. We're going to have a great time. Now, family friendly doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard hitting action. Doesn't mean that you're going to hate people that that come through that curtain. Um, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, you know it's it's not going to be super exciting. It's going to be all those things. But we're not going to push the envelope as far as language. You know, um, no intentional blood, anything like that. It's all going to be. Uh, family-friendly, but it, it's going to have a, a, a hard-hitting action as well. Now, absolutely, you are right. Uh, family-friendly does not necessarily mean that it's going to be a watered-down product. It just means that you can take a family and not be exposed to anything vulgar or uh, more obscene than you would, at, say, a show at a bar or something like that. Yeah, and, I, and I've done lots of bar shows, and those are awesome. I've done hardcore shows. I've done deathmatch shows. Those are a lot of fun, but that's not what we're going for with Heron Heat. You know, we're not going to have uh, any uh, light tubes or anything like that uh, available for the wrestlers, you know. It's, it's all going to be fun, and, and uh, it's going to be good times for, for all, all the families involved. Exactly. A lot of promotions also do concessions, and whether it is the venue that uh, provides concessions and they either take all that money or they split the money with the promotion or the promoter brings in uh, food and beverages, sometimes it is simply just some candy and bottles of water, bottles of soda or whatever, that's a way for them to make a little bit more money and a way to keep the fans a little more comfortable if they hadn't eaten before they got to the building or whatever. Are there concessions in place for hair and heat? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, one of my favorite things when, about concessions as a ring announcer, one of my first times uh, at WCWO in Indianapolis, they had a sign on their concession stand uh, that said, uh, Snow cones, new flavor, cherry red. So uh, I made a big deal about it when I was up there. And every time they would have a new flavor, I would uh, make a big deal about, about that was my new favorite flavor or whatever. And eventually I got snow cones chance. So if any aspiring uh, announcers are out there, ring announcers are out there, kind of, uh, you know, whether it's a snow cone or a walking taco or, you know, a corn dog or whatever, Type something up and, and say it's your favorite and, and see if that spikes the sales because I always enjoyed doing that and, and usually whatever I would pick it would they would uh, 
do way more than what they had in the weeks past or the months past. Yes, we will have uh, lots of concessions. I'm even I've heard rumors that we might have beer available at our high school wrestling show. So uh, we'll we'll keep uh, our listeners tuned in on that. But uh, that was the rumor from the athletic director that we'd be able to have some uh, some beers at the uh, wrestling event. If they're of age to drink, so if you're in high school, that doesn't pertain to you necessarily. That's that's true. That is true. One of the big problems a lot of people have had over the years when promoting events, and I don't think this will be any issue with the roster you have, but in the past, buildings have been damaged, they have been left in messes, they have uh, had the deposit not cover the cost of fixing what was left behind in the locker rooms, that type of thing. I know a lot of people that run venues even refuse pro wrestling events for that reason, even though they would normally love to have a wrestling event. Did you run into any issues when discussing with the school as far as the people involved being nervous about the actual building itself? No, luckily we haven't had any issues with that, and we have, do have a uh, cleanup crew in place. Because it is being run through the high school, My, uh, we, we have uh, the National Honor Society is uh, donating some community community service hours to help clean up after the event. Um, the soccer team is helping set up chairs before the event. So we, we, we've got some uh, young students uh, with the high school set up to be able to help out with those things. But uh, I think with my small roster and a few of them are, are students and their, their trainers will be there, I think everybody will be on their best behavior. If not, you know, hey, Maybe I'll have to have Anthony Lee or, or Damien Cole uh, uh, discuss it with their students, but uh, I think I think everybody's going to be on their tip-top behavior, clean up after themselves. I can't speak to Anthony Lee's students, per se, because I have not met them, but I have observed Damien Cole with his students many a time. I don't think you'll have any issue with the cleanup because they know what to do. I, I I think we'll be just fine with all that. One of the things that 99.8% of all wrestling shows have, of course, is the professional wrestling ring. And the ring itself can also be a sticky situation with shows because... As some promoters own their ring, a few even own multiple rings that they can use, and it's not a problem at all, but many promoters have to rent outside of their company and use a different company's ring. I know uh, Damien Cole has many rings that he rents, so it's probably not as big an issue for you, but oftentimes promoters don't consider the actual ring itself until late in the game and sometimes rings don't fit in a space they were 
given as well as one would hope. Sometimes the ring is one that a lot of the roster hasn't used, and so it takes a little while to get accustomed to that specific ring. Things of that nature are problems that have crept up traditionally with promoters, especially newer ones. What's your ring situation like? Did you map out which ring was going to go where, or did you rely on help with that, or was it something that wasn't necessarily on your radar? Oh, I have to get a ring? Uh, You don't have to necessarily, but it usually helps. Uh, we, we've got new era's ring, so so Damian Cole is and his crew are are providing that for us. So we've got it all covered, and it's a nice uh, large size gym. Uh, we figure with the uh, ring uh, and the chairs on the ground, we can get a multiple hundreds of people. So we're we're not worried about about the ring. Um, I've you know I'm, it's going to be a tall ring, uh, you know, uh, so it kind of gives the majesty for the people that are first time pro wrestling event and if if you put a small ring into a giant gym like that then it makes the ring look smaller so uh so we're we're doing a full size ring it'll be lovely and beautiful and i I can't remember if it's an eighteen by eighteen or sixteen by sixteen but we'll we'll have a great ring in there and we'll have the professionals building it um the the students at the uh, high school are just going to be helping with cleanup as far as trash and chairs and stuff. Uh, we'll have all the setup and and tear down of the ring done by by the wrestlers, so it, it'll be it'll be top notch. It'll be great. And uh, like one time, I was in a six sided ring, and it was low, um, which was lucky. When I was stepping out of it, the uh, skirt was a little loose. I, my foot got caught in it. I fell down to the ground, ran into a barricade, and then uh, Jeremy uh, from uh, Prophet of Ash video posted it to uh, Botchmania. So that's the only time I've been on Botchmania is when I fell out of a ring because my leg got caught on a skirt. So, yeah, you got to watch those rings, even as an announcer. That is very true. I remember that incident. I was concerned for your safety. I appreciate that. Luckily, uh, Braden Lee came out and checked on me, gave me a hug, and uh, made me feel a little less embarrassed about what had happened. But yes, I, I, w- I was fine. No, no permanent damage. I can relate somewhat because to this very day, there is a Florida arena that still has damage to it from where I struck it. So, I understand what you mean exactly. You, you got to watch out for those firefighters. They are dangerous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, luckily, just last week, Marcus Fine, super fan out of Indiana, found the dent, got a picture to document it. Oh, that's great. Now, speaking of your incident and my incident, one of the fears of anyone that promotes an event, it doesn't matter if they have all the insurance in the world where if they have none at all, most promoters' biggest fear is someone getting hurt during the course of their event. You've been around for eight years. You've seen injuries as a ring announcer. You've been there when people have gotten hurt. But being the man in charge of the event, it lends a different perspective on things like that. When you watch the matches, 
do you think you're going to see things through a little bit different eye as far as someone potentially being injured in a match and uh, having a little bit more angst when you see something that maybe doesn't look quite right? Well, that that's tough to say because I'm not in that situation yet. But, you know, I, I always worry about the safety of the performers because, um, you know, as a ring announcer, I've got the best view in the building. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm constantly watching, making sure that people aren't injured. And, you know, I, I've seen some bad concussions. And um, so I, 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 I feel for any of the uh, workers that are, that are uh, putting their lives on the line and, and putting their bodies on the line for us, for our entertainment. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would assume that I might feel a little more anxious about that as as running the show, but I don't know yet. That's a that's a tough thing to uh, kind of grasp at this point. October first, I will check back and see what happens. Okay. Now, also a very important note: I'm not saying anyone should injure themselves so we can get firsthand knowledge of Zane's angst or not. I'm just throwing the question out there. But I do not wish anyone to be injured. Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I've kind of taken on a uh, paternal role, really, with a lot of the wrestlers because a lot of the wrestlers are closer to my kids' age than my age. So I, I feel for those guys that are out there. And but I know that everybody that's working at my event are properly trained, and uh, I'll have good referees in there that will be able to uh, to stop the match or, or check on folks and. So, you know, everybody that's that's part of my show is, is has some training and, and are professional. So, you know, but, yeah, anything can happen, but I, I, I hope you didn't just jinx us. I really hope not. I'd feel badly. And as mm-hmm. I always say, accidents are accidents. It doesn't matter how well trained you are or not. That's why it's an accident. Yeah, but is it an accident if you put a hex on us? Um. It's an accidental hex because I wasn't seeking out injury. I was seeking out the knowledge of if you were going to have a little more angst than normal, being in the position of power as opposed to being an employee of the person in power. Hmm. Okay. All right. There's a subtle difference there. Okay. You mentioned earlier that you hired yourself as ring announcer, which is a great grab, like absolutely <laughs> fantastic grab. You mentioned the roster of wrestlers. If anyone's been in the business at all, they know there's a lot more to it than just that. You have the referees. You have the ring crew. You have people running concessions. You have the timekeeper. There's a lot more in a show than most people stop to consider most times. Did you have to look for and seek out people for those roles, or are they coming with the people helping you out from the other companies? How did all the auxiliary roles get filled? Well, the the first referee that I uh, contacted is a young guy named Lucky Haskins, that works a lot of promotions around here. He works for uh, Wrestle Arts. He works for New Era. Um, he he's worked for Flophouse. Trust this kid. 
smart, smart young man. So he he was the first official that I uh, 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 hired for my event. And then another young man named uh, Zach Hoover that's uh, gaining experience right now. He's part of the uh, New Era Academy. Uh, he's going to be my second official. We're planning on having five matches, so so two uh, two officials for that. Um, important thing for for people who are are promoting a show or uh, you know, I don't know booking a show is make sure that you get somebody that can do sound that has a little bit of experience or uh, you know that you can teach them how to do that. So I did get uh, uh, Lisa Abrams, uh, who was uh, Aaron Abrams' wife, and she's going to be helping out with the sound. So that's one less thing that I would have to worry about. Um, Timekeeper, uh, it's going to be filled by my friend uh, Lee uh, Robbins, and so that'll be a great time for him. And we might also auction off uh, some uh, guest ring announcer, guest uh, timekeeper, uh, guest manager, guest secondary referee roles for uh, for some of the students and staff of uh, Heron High School. So, but we've got the the core foundation in place of people that have experience or that are getting experience. So, you know, concessions. Luckily, the the school has that already built in. So we we've got somebody from the school taking care of that. Um, but we we do have parent volunteers that are helping out with some of those things as well. So, um, yeah, the the any any advice I can give to somebody, make sure that you have somebody that kind of knows what they're doing with the sound because as as a ring announcer, that's one thing that if the sound is messed up, that can kind of mess up the whole event, um, and that can leave a lasting impact on your uh, patrons going there. So hire good referees and hire a good sound person. Absolutely, and I love the fact that you hired Lisa in order to have less anarchy at the sound booth. <laughs> and also, I'm just going to presume I was like, 18th in line for one of the jobs on that show. They well, got not, filled before you got to 18. I can't fly you in. I, I can't afford to fly you in. I'm sorry. This is our first event. I mean, I might have walked over there to it, but unfortunately I will be at a show that particular night, so my availability was lost before you got to 18th on the list. I mean, maybe in a couple years when we have our big blow-off uh, event, WrestleZania, and uh, maybe maybe I'll be able to fly you in at that point. I definitely want to be part of WrestleZania, so let's try I to make that, that happen for sure. Okay. The people there at Heron High School, I'm sure, are looking forward to this event, and they want to see a night of entertainment. Have you been getting feedback from the people within the school, be it the students, the faculty, the parents, as far as uh, not only this show, but inquiries if you will do follow-up events as a periodic fundraiser? I think it's kind of a wait and see. Let's see how well this does. Let's see how much everybody has fun, because uh, I'm telling you, at this school, they've, they've never had anything close to this before. It's it's a pretty small high school. It's under a thousand students. Um, they don't have a football team. They uh, their main thing is right now is their soccer team. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be quite a quite a departure for them to do something like this. Um, so obviously they they put on plays and stuff like that. But this will be the first time 
they've had a, a big fundraising event uh, where it's entertainment. So I think it's kind of a wait and see. Let's, let's find out how well this does. But uh, from everybody I've talked to, they're very excited about it. Um, there's lots of chatter on social media about it. So, uh, so they, they are excited, the students, the faculty, and the parents are all, all clamoring to, to see this event. You mentioned that this is your son's high school. Have you noticed your kids getting filled with uh, questions as far as the event or the other students going to your kids to get more information and getting interest that way, or is it something where uh, they're not really relying on the actual students at the school to tell them what's coming with the event? No, a lot of the students come up to me at, at soccer games and ask me about things. Um, so, so, you know, that's, that, my kids enjoy pro wrestling, but they, they don't know all the ins and outs of it like I do. So a lot of the students are coming up to me and asking me different things. A lot of the rumors going around that some of the faculty might be involved in some of the matches. So that's funny and exciting. Um, so they, they just don't know what to expect yet. So they're 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 very excited about it. Impact Wrestling last week had their Feaster Fired match where all four corners have a briefcase. There are eight wrestlers in the match, four of them walk away with a briefcase, three of them have championship opportunities, one of them has a pink slip. Imagine a match with eight faculty members. Three of them get to have a position at the school. The fourth one is out of Heron High School. That would be that would be wild. I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe that might happen. Maybe next time. I don't know. So we've established there's a next time, which establishes there will be Zanamania. I'm just saying, put me on that list. Okay, awesome, awesome. Aha, solid booking. (laughs) Outside of the school, are you getting a lot of people that are inquiring on not necessarily the event itself, like who's wrestling and things of that nature, but are you getting inquiries on how they can donate, how they can buy tickets to support, and things of that nature? Is it sort of a wrestling fans coming together to help a cause type of situation? Yeah, well, if anybody wants to uh, to donate, there's a, a link on there. It's tinyurl.com slash heronheat, H-E-R-R-O-N, heat. Um, so if anybody wants to donate, they, uh, we would appreciate that, and that will help get us some extra kids into the building uh, to be able to have a great night that night. Um, now I'm just putting out flyers. Um, the, the mainly the inquiries are, hey, Zane, you know, I heard you're running an event. Why would you, you know, people who have known me for a long time, I've always said I will never run a pro wrestling event. Well, this is, this is for the cause that I want to do it for. I've always said that I, I want to do a pro wrestling event uh, in, in a prison for incarcerated people to be able to have uh, give some entertainment to, to people that would need it. 
and uh, I, I want to do this event to uh, help out my son's high school. So I, I think that it's a worthwhile thing to, to put myself through all this to be able to, uh, to help the kids. I would do a prison show for you. It doesn't even have to be Zanamania. I would do one. I'll, one of the companies where I re- work for here in Washington on a regular basis is within five miles or so of the women's state prison, and unfortunately, despite many attempts, we have not been able to secure a show for the inmates at the prison in Purdy, Washington. Have you had talks with anyone within the Indiana Correctional System as far as running in a prison, whether it's your own show or helping to bring someone else's promotion to the prison? Every time I talk to a, a chaplain or someone in the warden's office, I they they act interested, and then then it comes down to that they don't want to uh, rile up the the prisoners. So you know it is what it is. I I think it'd be a great time, and uh, it'd be a worthwhile thing. I've, I've huge Johnny Cash fan, and so uh, he did a couple albums in in prisons, and I think it'd just be a great thing to uh, be able to help those incarcerated people have a little bit of joy uh, in their lives, um, even just for a few hours. So if anybody in uh, in Indiana wants to uh, let us come into their prison, jail, juvenile center, whatever, I've got a ring ready. I've got performers ready. We can, we can do it on a Tuesday morning um, and not disrupt everybody's weekend and, and just have a great time and, and let those prisoners blow off a little bit of steam. Hopefully that comes to fruition. I think it's a great idea. I know in generations past, prison shows were not necessarily regularly done, but they were done like enough that it wasn't something totally unheard of in the sport of pro wrestling. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will come to fruition. I know, I know Diamond Dan Garza has done a, a a show at a women's prison. He said that it was blast. So I, I'd, I'd love to be able to do something like that. Absolutely. Hopefully you could get Diamond Dan booked on that event too. That would be amazing. That'd be amazing. Now besides your son's school and besides a prison show, are there any other causes out there that you could foresee yourself Stepping into the role of promoter. Well, you know, uh, there's there's a great uh, promotion here. Uh, it's actually mainly runs out of the Irving Theater, which is a five minute walk from my house. It's WrestleArt, and it's uh, John Barker, uh, otherwise known as uh, Brandon Prophet, and he runs uh, WrestleArt. It's a 501c um, charitable organization as well. So they've done great things for groups that help animals. Uh, they've done great things uh, for for uh, a group that helps uh, homeless folks. You know, so uh, those are great events. I, I wouldn't want to step into the promotion part of that, uh, but I do ring announce for them, and it's always great to be a part of that organization. Um, so, and and Apollo Star will be defending the wrestle arts. Uh, global Openweight Championship uh, against Jeremy Hadley in the main event at uh, Heron Heat. 
But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a great promotion that we can help give back to the community. So, you know, and I've, I've done shows at other high schools. Uh, TJ Kemp had me uh, ring announce a show for Mount Vernon High School. Um, that was a great time, and that was kind of my inspiration behind uh, doing Hair and Heat. So, uh, but as far as uh, taking on the, the leadership role, again, I don't know. I, it'll depend on how well this event goes. I, I hope not to be jaded. Um, I knew what I was getting into, so hopefully it'll all work out, and, and hopefully I'll want to do shows again in the future. I will put this out there. It's not completely in the realm you were thinking possibly, but a heron is a bird which can be considered an animal, and you're running heron high school, so sort of, kind of, animals and schools coming together in one event. I don't think it's spelled the same. This is H-E-R-R-O-N, but but maybe. Possibly. I'll have to check with the town of Kenmore, Washington, whose town mascot is Hank Heron, an actual heron bird. They even have a giant statue of him on the sidewalk. Well, their their mascot is Achaeans, which are, are kind of like uh, Trojans. So, uh, so that's... Uh, the Heron Achaeans, and then their sister school, which is where the gym will be, it's called Heron Riverside, and they are the Argonauts. Now, I don't know if they have any uh, faculty or staff named Jason or not, but uh, they are the Argonauts. So uh, this will be Heron Heat sponsoring uh, or benefiting the Heron Classical Schools Athletic Department. So that will be helping out both uh, Heron High School, the Achaeans, and Heron Riverside High School the Argonauts. Somewhere Hank Heron has to be smiling, though, because um, it does say Heron right there in the title. Okay. Now, one of the people on your roster that is coming out of, you know, if you put it into quotes, retirement, someone you know extremely well, oh. you were on the waves with him many, many years, as was I for a while. Can you tell us about our big return to professional wrestling coming up at Heron Heat? My, my good friend Rick Craig is, is going to be involved in the uh, trios match where it's the eight big punks versus the uh, new era students. He's going to help guide the students under his character, Skull Duggery. So it'll be uh, Rick Craig, uh, a.k.a. Skull Duggery's Major return to independent pro wrestling. It should be a lot of fun. He's been workshopping this character for a little while, and uh, it'll, it'll be fun seeing him get out there and uh, have fun riling up uh, the students uh, at uh, for uh, the Hair and Heat promotion. Uh, but he he is going to be trying to uh, lead his team, the New Era students, on to victory. So it should be it should be a good time. It's been a few years since. Rick's been in front of a pro wrestling crowd, so uh, I'm excited to see see what he's come up with. Uh, always entertaining, that Rick Craig, a.k.a. Skull Duggery. I'm guessing it wasn't just divine intervention that got him to your show. I'm sure this has been in the works for a while, so I'm glad to see well, he is you know, back in any capacity. I, I, had to, I had to call in some favors, so, you know, I had to... I had to Bring, bring some of the heavy hitters out. Well, I'm sure bring him in is going to help everybody profit. Yeah. So, yeah. 
We're down to the last few minutes of the show, and I want to give that time to you. If there's anything you would like to tell the listeners, plug and promote everything associated with the show, floor is all yours. Well, once again, uh, Sign Guy, thank you so much for having me on uh, Turnbuckle Turmoil. I very much appreciate it. We'll have to come back on when uh, Coach Mike Jones is feeling better. Uh, maybe we can give a recap sometime uh, about how Heron Heat went. Uh, Heron Heat is going to be Saturday, September 30th, uh, 6 p.m. bell time here in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's going to be at Heron Riverside High School. It's only $10 for a ticket, only $10, or you can buy a four-pack for only $30. You can get those from um, tinyurl.com slash heat if you want to purchase those in advance. If we have capacity, we will be able to sell some at the, at the door, but it's better to just go ahead and buy your tickets right now. If you are listening and you're not able to make it to Indianapolis, Indiana that night, you can always donate to this very worthwhile cause to benefit Heron High School Athletic Department, um, and you can do that at tinyurl.com slash heronheat. So the, the Heron soccer team, as I said earlier, we, we only have about a little under 1,000 students at our high school. This past year we played in the sectional finals against Carmel High School. Carmel High School has over 5,000 students. Their budget just to renovate their facilities for their athletic facilities, just to renovate their athletic facilities last year was $50 million. Our budget for the entire school is under $2 million. So any dollar that you spend at Heron Heat is going to help get these kids some better coaching and they're going to get them better equipment. It's going gonna, it's gonna to provide a lot for these kids. Um, so it's very much a worthwhile cause. So please come out. If you're not able to come out, if you want to make a donation, that would be great. Also coming up uh, soon, I've got uh, uh, Wrestle Arts at the Irving Theater. That is Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, it's going to be a great show there. And uh, all the Wrestle Arts, as I said earlier, 501C charitable organization, so those are always great shows. Those are family-friendly, lots of hard-hitting action. And then on after Heron Heat, the weekend after Heron Heat, I will be making my debut with Summit Pro Wrestling in Greenfield, Indiana. I've uh, been hired uh, as part of a, of a hostile takeover of that company, so uh, that will be my debut with Summit Pro. If you want to follow me, you can follow me, not literally, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Blue Sky, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Threads, I'm on Instagram, at Zane Paisley. Don't follow me on Facebook. It's not that exciting. That's mainly for my family. So if you want to follow me, but not literally, um, follow me on Twitter or X, whatever it's called, um, Threads, Instagram, and Blue Sky, at Zane Paisley. Hopefully they don't follow you literally. That would be a bit creepy. Yes, I know. All right. Well, Zane, I want to thank you very, very much for taking time out of your Sunday to be with us. We appreciate it. I want to wish you the very best of luck for Heron Heat, and I look forward to appearing at Zanamania. When the date gets announced, I'll be there. You just let me know. 
and we will have you back. Hopefully, we'll get that recap show with Coach. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Sun Guy. Have a great afternoon. You as well. Fans, go support Hair and Heat. Get out there, raise money for the school. The roster assembled is a very, very good one. You're going to enjoy it. It helps a great cause. Plus, it will entice Zane Paisley to keep putting on these events time after time after time as we get him into the promotional end. And he has Zane Amania, which I will appear at on an undisclosed date as of now. We will be back with you next week, next Friday afternoon. We have Radolf. He is a Finnish wrestler out of the state of Wisconsin. So make sure you have plans to join us as we talk to Radolf. And also a week from today, we are taking the day off. I have some uh, matters to attend to that particular day, so we will have a day of rest. Then the following Friday, we have Frank Falcon out of the great state of Wyoming with us. And two weeks from this very day, we have Aiden Aaron, a young wrestler out of the Midwest who is making some big waves, so join us for that. Everybody can follow me on the social medias. You can follow Chicken Bob on the social medias. We will talk to you soon. Everybody stay safe out there. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones on the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast, but now I got to roast you in my social media posts. You double dose, undiagnose. You feeling tired, life inspired, now you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.